So much of being married is just trying to figure out what it means to love, right? Mm -hmm. To live out the love that you professed on your wedding day, right? Mm -hmm. We have this thing we say is that on your wedding day, you say, I do, and you commit to a covenant, Mm -hmm. but the rest of your life, the rest of your marriage is figuring out what covenant means, figuring out what love actually means. And so it's one thing to say, I love you, right? But it's another to know what that means to you specifically and how to love you in ways that you'll feel it the most clearly right it's getting that knowledge of each other and and Mm -hmm. ourselves and knowing how to love each other well because we know each other and understand each other right Mm -hmm. right so that's what we're discussing today is is just that is it's one thing to say i love you but it's another to know how to do that and we'll get into the particulars of just that welcome to the fierce marriage podcast where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage sex communication finances priorities purpose and everything in between laugh ponder and join in on candid gospel-centered conversations this is fierce marriage So it's interesting. I feel like you and I experience love different ways depending on like the season of life that we're in. Right. I think when you and I were dating, uh, we expressed our emotions and feelings and love <laughs> differently, maybe. Gosh, so when so we long were ago. engaged and then newly married without kids, I would say we loved each other not worse off, but differently. We had more time to express different things <laughs> right have more physical time have well, you know and I'll... frankly i don't even think we knew i mean i didn't understand the depth of love right. and i probably will think the same thing 20 years from now is that love itself is something that you you are learning which your is whole so beautiful life. right because if you knew yeah. it all in like the first 10 years of your life your marriage yeah, or something been there done that right love's not all it's cracked up right. to be it's there's yeah. always something new to be learned and new to be had and experienced yeah, so today we're actually taking, uh, so we're taking everything out of Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. That's why we called this Five Love Languages mm-hmm. as a podcast episode. <laughs> we didn't come up with these ideas, but we just want to talk through them with, with each other and with you, our listeners, so that if you've never heard of these ideas, we find them incredibly intuitive in that it doesn't take a lot to understand the, the gist of it, but then there's so much depth to be had the further you go into them. And so we're just going to be, begin to scratch, scratch the surface on that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, we're kind of going to have a conversation about, you know, are they biblical or not? And how can they help your marriage? Have they even hurt your marriage? Um, and we'll even have a kind of a fun little discussion about what I thought yours were now and what you thought yeah. mine were and how they've changed. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be a fun episode, uh, a little bit lighter. So uh, we're actually getting warmed up again. So we've taken, we just got back from a, a longer vacation, vacation yeah. and we've had it planned for six months and it was, gosh, it was right in the middle <laughs> of so all the things stuff. all the things it's like it sounded great on the calendar six yeah. months ago and then we get here and it's like why are we doing this now yeah it was two weeks so forgive us if we're a little rusty but we're just jumping back into it, it was a great time for our family and a great time mm-hmm. for us and yeah um but we're excited to get back into this so one of the biggest things that that we were tackling before we left <clears throat> is we just started pre-orders for our new prayer devotionals mm-hmm. 
If you're not aware of those, uh, it's they're called 40 Prayers for My Wife and 40 Prayers for My Husband. You can go to the website 40prayers.com and learn more. We're doing a pre-order. You can get both of them for less than 20 bucks, uh, and we're really excited about that. But that was like birthing a child, getting those out <laughs> the door. We had to do all these different iterations right. and edits, and I'm like up till 2 in the morning finishing edits so we can get on a flight the next day, and that was a, it was a blast. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real fun time. Real fun time. But anyway, <laughs> vacation was extra sweet because yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, so. We're coming down off of that kind of high of being on vacation, which I wanted to ask you what what's your favorite? Just I know I think I know what your favorite part of the vacation was, but for our listeners, what, what was your favorite part? I have a lot of favorite parts. Just for anybody wondering, we went to Kona. We went to the Big Island of Hawaii. Um, I am half Hawaiian, and we had never been to that island. Apparently, I do have family there. <laughs> I think you got family everywhere. In I Hawaii. must have family everywhere. <laughs> yes. So going there, honestly felt like home, which is really weird to me. It felt, and I'm not trying to sound all like Moana or something. Back to your homeland. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's it's not, it it just, it's like, I don't know, it's weird things. Like, I just felt at ease. I felt a lot of peace. I slept well, which is, I don't sleep well in new places very often. And Hmm. my favorite part probably was the horseback riding and swimming. We got to swim with manta rays. That was really great. Minus the boat ride out there. Almost lost my cookies. But um, <laughs> I can, I the can horse, verify. The horses were really amazing. They just let you kind of roam around 600 acres with a guide. And it was beautiful. Beautiful. So the horses, people don't know what you're talking about. We got to ride horses. We got to ride horses. We paid on to go part of, to this tour. And usually it's Sorry, like yes. nose to tail, right? Basically, like, yeah, but their advertisement is no nose to tail. And so there's no just trail riding in a line. You get to actually, they want you off the trails that the cattle make and they want you in the grass, you know, riding the horses around. And Ryan got a really great horse named Raven, who I'm still pining to buy somehow, plotting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not. But we know the kind of horse maybe one day we'll have. <laughs> yeah. It gives us a good kind of picture. Because I hadn't been that excited about, like, a horse in I've a been, long time. I've been on the fence about horses yeah. our entire marriage. Selena will testify. But me liking them was not news when you married me. No, no. I knew yeah. that. I knew what I was getting into. We've owned a couple horses. Mm-hmm. We made we made money on one of them. We lost all that Ish. on the next one. <laughs> but no matter how you slice it, you lose money on yeah. horses because they are eating machines mm-hmm. and they need fixing all the time. <laughs> In terms of their f- shoes and teeth and all yeah. that. What was your favorite part? Um, goodness. So the horses are very high on the that list. Was really fun. That was amazing. So I was, I was going to, I want to finish saying this. I've been on the fence about horses and this experience, I think, finally like tipped the scale to where I could actually envision yes. this being a part of our lives. It's all part of my plan. <laughs> but it's a, that's a big, no, big it's funny that you say bite that. To chew. It, that's funny you say that because I think for, a long time I was always wanting you to say those words and then when I sort of released that vision and just was like put it in it maybe in its place for the season of just you know we ride friends horses we're around them and that's what that's where we're at right now and then to hear you say that I'm like huh yeah I guess I can I mean <laughs> it's a little bait okay. and switch yeah <laughs> yeah so, but talk about I want to hear what your favorite yeah, part mine was. was swimming with the wild dolphins yeah we did that too so we didn't we, mean to we didn't mean to we, we were going to this there's a place called two-step on mm-hmm. Kona and it's supposedly well it is a really good snorkeling spot yeah. and uh, I think it's called two-step because there's like a deep Two spot steps, and then yeah, a really deep off. spot yeah yeah and, and over the really deep spot there was I don't know probably f- 30 spinner dolphins. Yeah. And they were just playing, just swimming around. They dive, they dive down like you 60 touched, feet. You touched one. You're not, yeah, well, you're not supposed to. Ignorantly. All I did is give them a little 
We'll one on one touch, one, one finger, finger touch. touch. <laughs> That's the rule we have for our girls in all the stores. One finger touch. No hooking. Because <laughs> Clementine, will, she'll hook the thing and pick it up and That's start touching. Smart. She's very smart. I learned that one from a friend. Anyway, Kay. I did a one finger touch on the spinner dolphin, and it didn't seem to care at all that I was there. They and came within feet of us, inches of you, but feet of me, and just looked at you and just were so curious and playful. Yeah, I was not yeah. nervous at all. At one point, I thought they were going to spear me, so I was like flexing my abs because it looked like they were going coming right <laughs> for me. They go so the, fast. Yeah, but anyway, that was a lot of fun, uh, and yeah, yeah. So we're we're coming off of that. So thank you guys. We've actually, we, and we also are coming back. We released a the latest podcast episode was called "The Spectrum of Sex mm-hmm. and Why You Need It," and we've been really happy to hear the response to mm-hmm. that. Uh, it's been, apparently been really helpful for people. Yeah, if you have- haven't heard it. We encourage you to go back and listen to it. Right. And we have a few follow-ups from that episode yeah. later in this episode yeah. that are kind of funny. So, yeah. Um, yeah well, I think we can do that, that now. But... Let's do that now. Oh, okay. Okay. So Jump one on of the question we asked, th- again, we're warming up here. <laughs> Thank you for your patience. Feel free to fast forward on this podcast if you're short on time. <laughs> but th- so we asked a question in the Spectrum of Sex podcast. And again, that was the one right before this one. Mm-hmm. So go back a week if you want to hear it. But we asked a simple question. What is your Spectrum of Sex? And so... To understand the full premise, uh, the spectrum is the idea that uh, there's sometimes sex is really fast and sometimes it's, it's more drawn out and it takes more time. And as long as you have a conversation about where you're at on mm-hmm. this spectrum, it can really help avoid expectation, frustration. It can help calibrate, I think, expectations yes, yes. and clarify. It can skip through a lot of arguments just by saying, hey, we only have five minutes. Let's let's do a quickie right now. <laughs> right. Or, hey, let's make time because we're overdue. Right. Let's make sure we have at least a couple hours to like warm up, spend time eating dinner, have a date, whatever, and right. have time to really express ourselves. And so the, the example that we gave and we continue to give in our own lives, we actually give two examples, uh, is the sports car. Mm-hmm. Really fast, gets from point A to B like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the freight train. Which takes a long time to get up to speed, but boy, once that sucker's going, it's not <laughs> no slowing stopping, down. Yeah. Uh, and so, and then another one we use is what? What's the other one we use? I feel like we use, oh, it's like snack sex versus a, a seven course meal. Yes, that's what it is. Okay. And so, the, one of the questions we asked were we asked for listeners to text in what their analogies are <laughs> because we realize that a lot of people have this same idea in their marriage. So that some of the answers were pretty funny. Yeah. What do we got? They got microwave versus crockpot. I'm sure some of you have I like that. that. A little bit of popcorn versus yeah. maybe a roast. <laughs> <laughs> Sprint. Are we, ta- are we talking roast, roast beef or are we talking? I don't, you know. Stew. Just, I don't know. Hmm. Sprint versus a straw. Um, someone said, are we mowing the lawn or tending the garden? Mm. I mean, yeah. come on. Uh, Wait, che- I don't get that one. I'm sorry. Cheetah or turtle. What's the difference between that? Because both of them, I feel mowing like, could take forever. Mowing the lawn is like a faster. No. Well, I guess, depending on tending the garden is more like involved, whereas mowing the lawn is kind of get it done. Cause yeah, got I feel to. like mowing, mowing <laughs> the lawn is like that's just utilitarian. A little bit. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. Using heavy machinery. Um, <laughs> Doesn't okay. translate. Okay. <laughs> Somebody said this was kind of funny uh, a roller coaster versus a ski lift because it always takes longer to get to the top of the mountain. Yes. Oh. 
Oh, nice. The top of the mountain. What's and then that your part? favorite is the last, the last one. The fast oh, I love this one. one. I laughed out loud when they said this. <laughs> it's a fast food restaurant where you drive in and you drive out and you got what you came for versus a five-star <laughs> restaurant where you taste everything before you finish. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty brilliant. So those uh, are some, some of the funny ones from, from our last podcast. That one had layers of entendre. And so yes. I was just like laughing more and more as the layers like... <laughs> as the revelation was unfolded in my head so all right so what's next boss (laughs) we're just going to jump into our discussion about the five love languages Uh, we wanted to have this conversation It, it brings a lot of awareness of how we love each other how we can experience love and knowing that about ourselves and about each other is very helpful in knowing how to love each other well but if we focus on that if that's the core if that's the end all be all then you know our our identity is not rooted in, in Christ and our identity is not rooted in us being made in his image, but it becomes what serves me the best, right? Yeah. So we asked the question. So, okay. The reason why we're talking about the five love languages is because it's, I think, a really valuable thing for couples to put into practice. We've gotten a lot of feedback on it. Mm-hmm. But, or at least we do have these prints that we have on our website that people have mm-hmm. used. Um, and they just take the stuff out of Gary Chapman's book. We got permission from them right. to create these graphics and people use that. And so we just want to bring that to the podcast right. space. It's and one so, of those icons too, just the yeah. five love languages. And yeah. people often ask, what's your love language or what's his love language? And Yeah. And honestly, I'm very, <laughs> this is me being very candid is I'm pretty leery of this kind of like self revelation. Right. Um, which is what Because it becomes we're... kind of a religion in itself, yes, right? Yes. Oh, what's your Enneagram? What's your blah, blah, blah. What's right. your this? Myers-Briggs love language. Uh, there's all disc tests. Don't all these, put me in a box. <laughs> there's all these different things and it's all about like finding yourself and yeah. the thing is is if you just start and finish there you will always be empty and you'll be lost right it won't it will tell you more about how lost you are i think right. is what it does and and i do mean that sincerely i'm not trying to and these ta- these tools are valuable in context so and we'll get into that and that but before we get into i, I want to ask the questions are these biblical right and but before i do that here's briefly to see you know what we're talking about the five love languages again it's a book by gary chapman we weren't asked or paid to talk about this Mm-mm. it's just really valuable mm-hmm. so the five love languages how you exchange give and receive love in your marriage are words of affirmation one acts of service quality time receiving gifts and physical touch mm-hmm. Those are the five ways that Gary talks about that you can give or receive love. And I think they're pretty much all encompassing. I can't think of anything else. Right. Um, and so those, that's what we're talking about. So the big question that we want to answer first and is, are the, is this even a biblical way to go about loving your spouse? Is it, is it worth investing to, into? Which again comes about, I think it comes back to that whole point of not focusing on these things in and of themselves but to focus on these things in context and in light of of the Bible prodding and encouraging us to seek, get right. wisdom, get understanding, get understanding about yourself and your spouse right. and get understanding about how you're made in his image and what that means. Because when we understand that and we begin to understand the depths of that, we are better able again to love each other from that knowledge, from that understanding mm-hmm. that God that God gives us. Yeah. Yeah. And so are they biblical? I think the short answer is yes. Yes. And no, it's not like the Bible says, Hey, thou shalt like take personality tests and figure out who you are so (laughs) that you can love people better. It doesn't say that. However, um, 
it does it i think wisdom compels us to know know ourselves now part of knowing ourselves that's the big question is how do mm-hmm. we get to know ourselves and this is where we want to draw the line and say we can't know ourselves by looking inward we must look outward namely we must look at the person and work of jesus christ yeah. we must look at how we measure up to him and how we measure up to god to find the true identity that we are called to have which is what and i am a a i'm a sinner mm-hmm. b I am saved by grace because of God's love. I'm made in the image of God and I'm loved by him and I'm saved by Jesus. That is identity point one, Mm -hmm. like identity, like title, right? I am a sinner saved by grace and loved by God, right? So if we have that as our primary root of our identity, then I think we're in a healthier place to say, okay, how can I give and receive love in a way that's the most fulfilling, most energizing, most edifying, and most loving toward my spouse. Right. Because I often think that we, um, I can't think of the word, but we portray, like I, I experience love a certain way. And so therefore I try to show you the love that I think you would experience because this is how I experience it to the fullest. And so knowing you it's not a selfish thing, right? It's knowing you so that I can be even more selfless in right. that act of loving. Yeah, I think the whole the whole point of the book it's is that. Us. It's, it's pointing us right. to how to love. Like, love is patient. It's kind. Mm. It's long-suffering. It's not self-serving. Right. And these are all yeah. languages, so to speak, that point us back to the biblical truth of and definition mm-hmm. of love. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so for... The whole premise of the book, like you said, is mm-hmm. is is self kind of realization, but mm-hmm. not just there. It's how can I love my spouse better? Right. So much of what it what the exercise is, and you can get on. The, we'll put um, stuff the in links. the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> but just here it is. Go to fivelovelanguages dot com. Mm-hmm. You can actually start your own. You can take an assessment there. It's like twenty questions, mm-hmm. and you can immediately know what your love languages are. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's a lot more to be had and ways to. The book actually shows how you can apply that more tangibly. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole point is to get to know your spouse, right? So when we took them, and we'll mm-hmm. share this at the end, is I'm, your languages were not what I thought they were, or they've changed and mm-hmm. evolved, and mine were not what you thought mm-hmm. they were. And so by knowing that, I can then <clears throat> throw, it in, I can throw it in your face later. Right. <laughs> when I'm, <laughs> okay. No, I can re you can definitely, you know, readjust your expectations, I think of each other and for each other. Right. Right. So there is, there's a passage I do want to point our attention to. Um, and it is in Psalm 39, Psalm 139. Yeah. And I think this just gives us a bit of an anchor point um, in God and being known by God and knowing ourselves in light of what Christ has done. Mm. And that's, again, that's where we want to start and root ourselves as we talk about each one of these love languages. And it's Psalm 139, verses 23 through 24. And it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So in that passage... We, he's addressing the heart, mm. kind of our disposition. Our, our we're sinners at the core. We're yeah. we're active and like passive sinners, and that mm. we've inherited this uh, this human likeness, flaw. right? This yeah. flaw. But we're also active in sinning, and our hearts need to be corrected. Know my thoughts. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, any way that goes against God's character, against his law, mm. and then lead me away from it into mm. the way of everlasting. Mm. So I think knowing that that's where we stand as people saved by grace, 
that that Jesus stands in our stead in the judge you know being judged um, and we're getting his imputed righteousness that says I am loved by God that is not going to change what I do what I say won't change the love of God so I'm covered by grace however that love will compel me to live more righteously and steward more wisely mm-hmm. what he's given me namely as we're talking about today my relationship with mm-hmm. my wife or mm-hmm. my husband so that's where we're starting and I don't want to I don't want to gloss over that I want to be very no, intentional it's a good foundation and it brings definite context to what we're saying how we're what we're talking about mm-hmm. um, because again these things can be very easily taken out of mm-hmm. context and I think the power comes from the context or we tend to put too much weight in something like this and you say well my my husband's a guy he's uh, never words of affirmation (laughs) and i've given him all these words of affirmation and still he's so broken and insecure well like of course if he's not putting his identity if he's not being identified as a child of god saved by grace nothing's gonna make make right it's unfair of us to put that pressure on each other right to well he has to give me these you know acts of service he needs to spend quality time yes these are all good but if that is the ultimate goal, again, it's always going to fall short. And I'm speaking right. from as someone who has a very deep bucket with a big, huge hole in it. Like I, I my quality time level is could be months with right. Ryan. Like I will have all this time with him, and he walks away for a second, and I am broken, <laughs> 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 or my yeah. bucket is empty. You know, and but then it comes to me. In, interestingly enough, I feel like that teaches me and reminds me. And how we can help train our girls and our kids is just um, where am I? Where is my again my identity and security and assurance and love and confidence? Where is that all coming from? Is it coming yeah. from my time with my husband, or is it actually coming from God? Because mm-hmm. when it comes, yes, I'm not going to say that if 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 Ryan and I don't have any quality time, it definitely our relationship suffers. That definitely happens um, because those are some pillars in our lives. Do we fall and shatter and can't recover? No, because mm-hmm. we have this thing called covenant and we have this thing that, that we have God yeah. <laughs> who yeah. glues us together. We have the gospel and we have the Bible yeah. that instructs and authoritates over us. So I, I'd like to apply an analogy here. Okay. To make this hopefully make really clear. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing a beautiful steak dinner, right? And we're, it's, we're hoping that it will sustain us and fulfill us and satisfy us. And so you sit down and the love of God is the main course. Knowing who I am in Christ mm-hmm. is the steak. It's the meat. It's it's beautiful. It tastes incredible. Cooked to perfection. Mm-hmm. And that is what is going to fill and sustain me. Now, the love of each other, the love of um, how I love you, how you love me, uh, the, uh, the other common graces of life. You've heard us talk about common grace in the past. It's all part of the meal. And what makes it common grace is the fact that God has given it to us mm. for our enjoyment. Mm. So I'm picturing, you know, the steamed vegetables or whatever, the mashed potatoes. You're my steamed vegetable. <laughs> I'll be your steamed carrot, baby. <laughs> my mashed potato. <laughs> and so those are the sides that kind of enrich the main course, right? Mm-hmm. They make it that much better. But what makes it ultimately good is the giver. Mm. The fact that we didn't make the meal, it was given to us and it was cooked to perfection, not by us. And so those common graces enhance this main thing, which is our identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, don't go trying to validate this analogy theologically, (laughs) all right? There might be some holes there. I haven't thought through it beyond the last two minutes. But hopefully that makes it clearer why we think this stuff is important and worth pursuing within the context of a larger whole of your identity in Christ. I agree. Okay, so what are these love languages. Is that so, where we're going next? Yeah. You, 
when we were before kids, again, there's another nuanced thing. Um, I think before kids and before, there's just different seasons of life, right? And so different seasons kind of bring on different needs. I think those come to the front more. Uh, whereas when we didn't have kids, I felt like right. my love language was more quality time, words of affirmation, you know, physical touch, I guess, gifts. <laughs> you can see where this is going. But yes. now that we're in the season that we are in with with writing and having children and being where we're at, my top thing was uh, acts of service. Um, which, and then my second one was quality time. So quality time's not far from the bunch, <laughs> right? but it was acts of service, uh, quality time, I think gifts, physical touch and, or words of affirmation and then physical touch were mine. Yeah. Where are those? We got these, uh, I got yours from, okay, here they are. My, okay. So yours were, I thought this was hilarious because <laughs> they're almost, they're like, almost opposite juxtaposed. Yeah. I almost spilled the coffee. That would have been horrible. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. You're, so when you take this test online, they give you this output, and it explains uh, here's what mm-hmm. your love languages are. Now, your like they say 12 is like that's your tip top. Anything close to 12 on it is going to be – so you have 9 and 10. Are, your, My- your, your top one is 10, and it's acts of service. Mm-hmm. So tell me what that looks like for you. Um, it's doing things that are – helpful that can check off my list a little bit without having to ask things that you just you know me you know like vacuuming there i'm reading the thing here it says can vacuuming the floors really be an expression of love absolutely (laughs) taking the burden off of someone you love it when i do the dishes without you having to ask yes or for them to sit for three days (laughs) because that's like a because as soon as that starts to materialize in Mm -hmm. the sink and they you know i we have a dishwasher, but you still have to like, like the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> and then one thing that you do that really just brings me just as music to my ears is I'm going to order dinner. What do you want? Like, yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> which just, is the, yep. okay. You can order any meal. And I'm like, awesome. This Even though is I'm great. not serving you, I'm alleviating, you are serving I'm alleviating me, that. Yes. I'm not making dinner myself nope. in that way, but you're serving me and it's an act of service and Someday. kindness. Thank God for DoorDash. <laughs> But, it allows us to have more quality time in some ways. Which when is your number have, two. Right. Which, yes. I think that's probably what it all goes to. So, so the listeners are aware. What and it's receiving happen. a gift for me. <laughs> yeah. Which might lead to physical touch for you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in this order. Your acts of service is your top. Then quality time. Mm-hmm. Then receiving gifts. So I can get all three of those knocked out with just buying dinner once. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, physical touch is number four for you. And then words of affirmation. Which mm-hmm. that is... Mind-blowing to me. It used to be words of aff- quality time and words of affirmation. Yeah. Used to be a big yeah. thing. But I, I think it also speaks to the transformation that God does in our hearts as well in the sanctification. Because some of the, I think words of affirmation was big for me because I, I have a personality. I tend to be more people-pleasing. Hmm. And I looked for that affirmation from people. And now you're people. just like, I don't care what people think. Now, well... <laughs> I think in a healthy way. Yes, I am yeah. sort of like that. You got a two. But I still... So you got a two on words of affirmation, yeah. which again... Again, I think pretty it's... Pretty heavy shift. God's, yeah, I think it's this a testimony good, to God's yeah. work in my heart on some level. I hadn't so. thought of that. I hadn't thought of sanctification as a function. Maybe one day you'll be smart like me. <laughs> oh, jeez. You're the smartest. Well, my top one is no, words of you're affirmation. You're the smartest so. one here. Oh, no. <laughs> so I, I want to paint a clear picture. So that's how, this is how this works out for us, is that... So... I, I'm just going to, you said you like when I order dinner. Mm-hmm. 
So a lot of times what will happen is I'm up, I, I work in our mm-hmm. office at home. It's over the garage, but it's attached to the main house. I can hear the chaos building. Never. <laughs> I can it's hear the girls. And quiet and joyful and do all little girls Harmonious. scream at the top of their lungs? That's what I want to know. Do all little girls Ours, just like, shriek? squeal with joy and they're like run around the house. Not always joy. It's not always. They chase each other and they play and yeah. they scream. And I know the louder the screaming gets, the less time I have. <laughs> and I can gauge pretty pretty easily in how like flustered you're feeling or how tired you're feeling or how drained you're feeling emotionally. And sometimes I'll just say, and and you hate having to, hate's a strong word, you really dislike having to plan for meals when you haven't like sat down and actually like planned it out yes. over a period of time. Yes. And so like when it's three o'clock, you're like, what am I going to make for dinner? That's like stresses you <laughs> That's out. That's my life. <laughs> yeah. So thank God for Instapot if and I, DoorDash. <laughs> yeah. Instapot and DoorDash. So when I sense that that's happening yeah. and if we've had a, a week where we're not really connecting, then I can just say, Hey, I'll spend 30 bucks. We'll order, we'll order pizza or we'll order, we'll order dinner or whatever. And then, uh, and that will alleviate that burden. So, all right. So next we're going to dive into mine. So this will be fun. Yeah. So mine were actually not that different from when we were first in a relationship and married. I think they've maybe switched a little bit because of puberty. (laughs) (laughs) Not that much. I feel like our number two has stayed in the top two. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. And so it's funny because yours are, uh, yours are what physical touch and words of affirmation are your very bottom and my very top are words of affirmation, number (laughs) one, and physical touch, number two. So what does that mean? So how, as my wife, how do you take, take heed of that? Well, knowing that words of affirmation speak, no pun intended, but speak very deeply to you, I'm probably more aware of my words. And I'm also more intentional with my words um, and more intentional about the frequency of when I'm affirming you or appreciating you or loving you or building you up and knowing that that words speak louder than I think actions sort of in this case. Um, well, they have to gonna... be part of, you know, that be part of our lives. I can tell right. when you're like on a words of affirmation kick. <laughs> Like it, there's a surge. Yeah, they come in cycles. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. Well, I can tell when you're more mindful of it and sometimes it starts, and especially like if it's after a hurt, then it starts to feel like more well, canned. Yeah, it's hard to come back from that sometimes. Right. You have to process that a little bit. Uh, yeah. And as opposed to, hey, this is just a part of our lives and I genuinely feel these, this way and I genuinely right. want to serve you in this way and, or I genuinely. I think it's become more. So the challenge with these, and so my very bottom one is. Receiving gifts, you got zero. Zero. I, <laughs> so I never have to buy gifts again. <laughs> yeah. We talked about it. I was like, yeah, this doesn't mean I don't want like Christmas presents. It just means like, Sometimes he's hard to buy for. I have to be really strategic. But like if you show up one day and you're like, hey, I bought you this like great shirt. I'm like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate it. But I which don't, is but like, it doesn't speak it can, to me at which, all. Which, yeah, which uh, uh, receiving a gift is number three, I think for me. And so. You know, me giving that with the expectation that it's a three on his love languages, that that can cause some some friction. (laughs) Right. So that's what I was getting. That's what I was going to say was I I think the hard part here is superimposing ours onto each other and Mm -hmm. saying, well, I I love affirmation. So let me just tell you how proud of you I am (laughs) as my wife. Right. And I'm going to give you a hug because I love you so much. But it's just it's kind of selfish. What's the word for that that you uh, like not impose, but you... Pro, it's a P word. Project. Project. Yeah, there it is. Glad we found it. it. Uh, yeah, so we tend to project that onto each other. Mm-hmm. 
So you, so knowing that you enjoy acts of service is like grating to me because I'm like, I don't have time to serve her in that way. I don't want to do things. That's number four on my list. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I'm like, I just want to give her a hug and tell her that I love her. (laughs) Physical touch, number four on mine. (laughs) So I could be feeling like, man, I loved you so well. And you're like, you've loved me horribly. And that's, I think, (laughs) so that's what the, uh, the usefulness of this is. We talked about in our book, and I think it bears sharing here in the book, Fierce Marriage, the one that we released um, earlier this year, we talked about communication. And one of the analogies, you know me, anal- analogies, <laughs> talked about how you know traffic signals exist to communicate information. Mm-hmm. And if there's ever a mix, like a mixed signal sent, that well, that inevitably ends in a crash. Mm-hmm. So the oncoming, the you know, the car is going east and west. If they're seeing a green light, they're going to think, I can go. Mm-hmm. But if there's two green lights from north and south and east and west, there's going to be a collision. Same goes for red lights. It's going to be at a dead stop. And so, so much of communication is not just sending the signals, but also hearing the signals in a way that they're intended to be sent, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got to be tuned to the right frequency. And so love languages kind of help you mm-hmm. tune your radio to the right frequency where I can say, okay, I enjoy physical touch and affirmation. Selena's not, she, she enjoys that as well, but it's not at the top of her list. If I really want to love her well, I'm going to serve her and I'm going to give her quality time. Mm. And so I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What's your ideal date? Giving, giving Are you going to answer this too? I will. And okay. I have it in my head. Oh man. My ideal date would probably take place all day. <laughs> <laughs> quality time. Quality time. Getting up, getting coffee. Just spend it. I love breakfast time together. Like I mm. think going out to breakfast in a local place, just so you and I, this is a whole day. So even more than making me making breakfast for you, you'd rather be taken out to breakfast. What yes. if I said, I'll make you breakfast. You can pay for it with your money. <laughs> <laughs> we always say that we don't have, just so you know, listeners, it's we don't have our money. her money and my money. <laughs> we it's joke all about that. <laughs> so whenever she buys something that she wants, I'll, I'll just say, you can buy it with your money, not mine. <laughs> But really, it's all one bank account. No, because I think I like the I, the act of service is you taking time out of your schedule to make that happen. Because I know how important work is. I know that you have a lot on your plate, and so I understand that when you take that time mm. out, that is an act of service for me. Okay. So we could do pretty so, much anything so all day. as long as it's eating out <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Probably coffee. I would love to go at a, to a bookshop and sit and read or go somewhere fun and sit and read that's warm. Like okay. a beach. <laughs> one of the things you said, like even for Christmas one year, you're like, hey, give me as a gift two hours where I can just go and look around at the thrift store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll take the girls and we'll go to a the park. A clean house also. Just want to put that out there. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that in the past. <laughs> when was that? Um, t- 1995. <laughs> what would your ideal date be? Ah, there'd be a easy. little, there'd be a little sugar in there too. Maybe oh. a little. Oh little yeah. Touch. Okay. We've had a lot of really incredible well, dates I know where that, that it, doesn't end that way. I know, but I know that part of my incredible day is serving you in that way and loving you and just being expressive in that way. Oh, that was very, very kind of you to say. So my ideal date is going to be a drive somewhere, some sort of adventure. Oh, I like driving. That's Where fun. we're going to talk about and dream together. To me, that falls under like words of affirmation mm-hmm. where you're, you're almost affirming me by validating my ideas and validating our endeavors. 
the things that we're putting our hands right. to. Which as is a funny. Couple. That's hard for me to, cause well, I, I, know. I get detailed. I get lost in the weeds. Right. I'll say, Hey, let's like when we started the podcast, I'll be like, Hey, let's start the podcast. You're like, well, how are we going to blah, blah, blah. And start getting into all the <laughs> details fried. of like, we don't have Just... time to record. How are you going to do all, yeah. you know, I need one more thing to do. You know, you're already thinking about the details. And so I just need you to kind of. Which is why we make God brought us together. Rough I draft. think. You, Not, you, a, yeah. yeah. But that's why one of the reasons I think why God brought us together to sanctify us in those areas. So you kind of lift my eyes a little bit more and I sort of yeah. maybe anchor you to the ground a little bit more. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So we're dry. We're driving somewhere. Uh-huh. We're going to have uh, words of affirmation. We're going to talk through something. I definitely enjoy getting food with you and spending that time with you. There's mm-hmm. quality time there. My, again, my top three are words of affirmation, physical touch and quality time. And at some point we're going to get silly. Mm. <laughs> We're gonna get it on. <laughs> We're gonna get it on, uh, and who knows what that looks like? I love when we had, used, but b- before we had kids, we used to take. Well, I know what it looks like. <laughs> so you're laughing. About? About. I just it could be like trapeze not that phrase, like right after saying that. It could be like. <laughs> okay, so what were you gonna say? About, go back to the <laughs> reel it that I'll one. Reel it back in. <laughs> yeah, so. I used to love before we had kids, it was really easy just to get, you know, like on a Friday night, we would just say, you know what, let's go drive. Mm-hmm. And we would just drive until we found, when we were tired and found a hotel. And then we would spend all this time. We'd usually eat horrible, like frozen pizzas or like order when pizza. When you're 20, you can do that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, then, maybe it does. <laughs> and then we would just spend time just adventuring and walking around. We'd get back Saturday evening, go to church the next day, whatever. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That'd be ideal for me. Nice. Um but as far as just a single day, I think just driving, dreaming, and then yeah. and then being being intimate is is I feel very loved after that. I know that. you do. I know yeah. you do. Yeah. So, all right. So, what's next? What do we got? I got to get the rundown. <laughs> um, I think that that would be our challenge for you uh, is to go and take this free online quiz. Uh, which the link will be in the show notes. It's just fivelovelanguages.com. Yeah. The, the, I the think quizzes, there's a quizzes tab, like upper left-hand sort of corner. Yeah, and, number five. Yep, and just go through that and then talk about it with each other. Are are your results different than what you might have guessed mm-hmm. about each other and, and why? And how can you kind of use those results to love each other better and to yeah. go towards that... So True take, definition of, of love that God outlines in the Bible. Yeah, so maybe take your top three mm-hmm. out of your list of five and maybe list two or three ways under each that that could practically work itself yeah. out in your marriage. Um, how how can, like, mm-hmm. how could I serve you more? You know, right. things like that. Right, right. Um, this, yeah, it just really helps put words to things that I don't think we can always articulate. Yeah. So we actually... Um, Again, we want to talk about this thing. We have uh, new prayer devotionals coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Writing these books, I think, was revolutionary for my heart in that I finally, I feel like I'm beginning to understand the power and the joy of praying, mm. communing with God in an ongoing, deep way, but also praying and contending for you as my wife and the joy of doing that. And I kind of knew that was there. I actually... Um, and then as I was writing these books, that was deepened as we begin to specifically pray over scripture, pray scripture over each other, I should say. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're taking pre-orders now on these books. They're, it's 40 prayers for my husband, 40 prayers for my wife. It's a couple's pair. You can get it for, I think, like just under 20 bucks. And Make a great gift. They make too. a great gift. They'll ship, I think, in late November. I'm dating this podcast, but they'll ship within the next three or four weeks um, once we get them in from the printer. <laughs> so anyway, check that out, 40prayers.com. Uh, we have a question, but we're going to actually, I think we're going to push it to next week because we're really short on idea. time. 
And um, so it's make sure to tune one. in for that. It's a <laughs> really good one. It's talking about young kids in the light of the our last episode, the spectrum of sex. The question is, how do we deal with that having young kids when they want to kill the mood mm. <laughs> and they want to interrupt and you don't trust that they won't interrupt? Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about good that. Hook. We do have some very um, practical uh, <laughs> tools that we can um, hopefully help you out with. So I think uh, that that will conclude this episode real quickly. We didn't do our housekeeping. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to do it now. We got to keep a clean house. We do. We so do. This is your reminder. If you have enjoyed this, we would really appreciate a rating and a review, uh, either one or both on iTunes specifically or uh, wherever you consume podcasts. What that does is that gives us um, an idea of, of what you're getting out of it. It also helps others know what they can get out of it. And it's just very encouraging, frankly. Uh, this, so yeah, leave a review. It takes 30 seconds to do it. And it means a ton. It helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is if you are passionate about seeing uh, Christian uh, principles perpetuated and the gospel perpetuated through marriage, um, we would love to partner with you through our Patreon page. And that's patreon.com slash fierce marriage. Uh, anything helps from $2 on up. Uh, you can become a partner and be complicit in this mission of pointing Mm -hmm. couples to Christ and commissioning marriages for the gospel. That is our mission statement. And finally, if you have any questions, ask. We would love to answer those. We do review these and periodically we do kind of uh, a a Mm Q&A podcast, a dedicated thing, either on Facebook or just on a podcast thing. Uh, That number is 571-333. Sorry, scratch that. It's Mm 971-333-1120. That's 971-333-1120. And you can text or leave a voicemail uh, there, and we will get that. I promise we do get those. Thank you for all of you who are texting us. I want to say thanks to somebody. Um, her name is Lexi. She wrote us a long email mm-hmm. and just expressed, I think, how the podcast has helped her and her mm-hmm. husband. I think they've been married for a short while. And um, that has just been so encouraging to mm-hmm. us. And those texts and those emails and those phone calls that we get from you guys and the and even the reviews on iTunes, we read all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It really does encourage us um, in a way that we don't stake our identity on it because there are critics for sure, <laughs> but we find it very, it's, it's in, enlivening mm-hmm. and it's energizing for us. So thank you. There's our housekeeping. Awesome. Well, I'm going to close this out and pray for us if that's all right. Yes, and please then, do. And then uh, this episode will, will be there. You can say <laughs> Beware. it. Beware. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> God, thank you so much for the Bible for your word that gives us context that brings authority that gives us the clear message of love and how to love each other. God, I pray that these tools would help us understand more of how you love us more of how we can Mm. love each other and how we um, experience love and how you created us to experience love. Help us to keep our eyes focused on you help these languages help us to become more fluent in these languages with each other. We love you, God, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. All right. This episode is? In the can. All right. Nailed it. It's good to be back. Nailed it. Uh, We will uh, see you in seven days. Thank you so much for listening and stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com, or you can find us with our handle at FierceMarriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.